I want to go through some of the Inyanim that are Negev for Rosh Hashanah specifically. We'll start with Erev Rosh Hashanah, and we'll move on to the night of Rosh Hashanah. And in the Mitzvah the next couple of days, we'll try to get through as much as we can of the Seydad Varim of Rosh Hashanah. It's just very, very important to understand that we always say this every year, that wouldn't it be a shame on Rosh Hashanah itself for a person to be either not being Mekayim, a halacha that he's meant to, or being, you know, over in a halacha, or doing chas v'shanam and aveira, on the day that he's meant to be judged. The day of judgment is a day that at any moment a person could be judged. In fact, now Rizal brings down, you know, sometimes we would like to know, when exactly are we judged? When is the moment that we are judged? It would be great at that moment, like, to be doing the right thing, not to be doing chas v'shanam, the wrong thing. So the Rizal brings down that, if there's a time that a person on Rosh Hashanah, and sometimes you feel this, it is a time on Rosh Hashanah that a person feels he's about to cry. Either he cries, or he gets choked up, or he feels that he's about to cry. That moment, that exact moment, says Darizo, is the precise moment in Shomayim that they're looking at you, and they're scrutinizing your deeds, your year, and what will be in the year to come. So it's a scary time. So that means if you get to that moment, chaparain and dabam, whatever you can. Because it's a mamas ha ace lasis, it's ace rotson. It's a tremendous, tremendous time. So that is, uh, that is the idea of the, of, of Rosh Hashanah. So that's why it's important for us to know the halachas and what to do. So when it comes to the day of Rosh Hashanah, we actually are familiar with some of the halachas. So let's start number one. There's a Torah and Tov Kuf Pei Aleph, where the Torah brings down a yisoid of fasting on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Right? I know this is quite a new concept to some people that haven't been here last year or the year before. This is the minig of yeshiva over here that we do this every single year. That the minig of Ashkenazim is to fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah. It's a half day fast until Chatzos. The reason for that is twofold. Number one, Erev Rosh Hashanah is the very last day of the year. And therefore Chazal tell us that if a person if, if does tshuva on the last day of the year, it's Ki'ilu who did tshuva the whole year. Which is, it's an amazing opportunity. That's the reason, number one, why we fast. Fasting always, as we know, the Mishabur brings it down in Hilchas Tainis, is not specifically just not to eat, but it's rather to reflect upon where we're holding and what we could be doing better. And therefore, we fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah to try and, and, you know, invoke that idea of where we're holding and what we could be doing better in that case. The other thing is the Torah brings down Betzim and Medrash, that a person gets uh, a kapora for a third of his averas when he fasts on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Remember, it's a half-day fast until Chatzos. We daven in Yeshiva, as far as I remember, we daven Mincha Gedoyla, and therefore you can break the fast after that. You can better break it after Chatzos, but many people have the meaning to wait another half an hour, daven Mincha, and continue with that. But just think about it. Think about the good deal you're getting. A third of all our veras wiped out just for fasting on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Now again, the slichas on Erev Rosh Hashanah is the longest slichas that we have. We here generally do it by night. Those that do it by day, people duff could drink before that specifically, because uh, it it's before daytime in that case. But I'll go upon him, the longest slichas is specifically, once again, Erev Rosh Hashanah, because it's the last day of the year. And therefore we chap around with as much slichah of kapara, tshuva that we can, because it, it is after all the last day of the year, so we chap around with that. That is number one. Number two, the minig on Erev Rosh Hashanah, the Shlakodesh brings down, is to do Hataris uh, Nadarim. The reason why we do our Taurus Adoram and Erev Rosh Hashanah, says the Rosh Yosef, is specifically because we don't want a person to enter the new year with a neder or a shavua. Some hold that the Ovain, the Avera of Nadorim, right, personally, if he's not Makayim, the Nadorim that he made, could be Ma'akiv, his tefillahs on Rosh Hashanah. 
When a person is davening, you're saying, I want this, that, and the other, your word doesn't mean much if you say things and you yourself don't keep to them. Which is why specifically on Erev Rosh Hashanah, after davening, after Shachos, to Olam or Familia, we gather together, three people sitting down, one person standing, and we do what's called the Atoros Nadorim. The text is in every Slichas, is in every Siddha. And specifically the reason is we want to start the new year as a fresh page, no Nadorim, no pledges, and anything like that. You know, like the Arachayim HaKodesh says, in Parsha B'chukhoisai, when he has over there the 42 Pshatim, if I'm not mistaken, the fifth parish over there, in the Arachayim HaKodesh out of 42, is, before you start taking upon Chumas, make sure you keep Me'ig And therefore, when we come into the new year, we start Rosh Hashanah at a time where we're going to make sure that we're asking the Rabbi Yishon, we're not taking on Chumas, we're not taking on extras, we just want to keep the basics, and we want to do that in that case. And that's why it's important, the Shach, by the way, Ala Torah, and Parshas Matos brings down a remez to this. He says, if you look at the Soif Tevis, that means the end uh, of the end letter of the following words, Lo Yachel Kachol, the end letters of that is Elul, which is why specifically we have to be careful that our, our mouths and what comes out of our mouth is something that is important and it means things to us as well. Let's move on now to the night of Rosh Hashanah. We have Erev Rosh Hashanah. Let's move on to the night of Rosh Hashanah. So there's a shail in the Gemara in Hurry stuff you base them on Aleph. And the shail is like this. Simoni milsihi or lav milsihi. Which means, when I do a simon at the beginning of the year, does that affect the rest of the year? All of us are familiar with the famous Yushalmi, where the Yushalmi brings down that a person should not sleep on Rosh Hashanah. The reason being that if a person does something on Rosh Hashanah, it can affect his entire year. And therefore, according to the Yushalmi, if a person sleeps on Rosh Hashanah, he will have a sleepy year. Right, which is brought down the halacha as well. Person should be careful not to sleep on Rosh Hashanah. Someone will make it on the second day. Of course, if a person will be Isaac in all sorts of things that he shouldn't be Isaac in, speaking Rosh Hashanah, Devon, Betalim, whatever it may be, could be it's better to go to sleep anyway. Resting your head on the shtender on a table is not called going to sleep anyway. So that's okay. But the shine in the Gemara is, when I do something on the beginning of the year, Simone Milsi or Lav Milsa. When I do something, does it affect the rest of the year? Lemaisa we paskin, la'alacha lemaisa shita sabaya, that Simone is a Milsahi. That means that what we do in the beginning of the year does affect the rest of the year. Which is why Klali Yisrael have a minig to have Simonim on the night of Rosh Hashanah. Some people have it both nights, different in Hagim. The reason why people have it both nights is because it says Rogil. A person should be in a habitual to always do these things, but mainly to do it twice. Al Kapan in the Mate Ephraim brings down that we have the Simonim, even though there are various men Hagim. But the Mate Ephraim, and that's the men that we follow over here in Yeshiva, is we eat the Simonim after Hamoitzi. That means we'll make Kiddush, we'll wash Hamoitzi, and then we will have all the simonim over there. I'm not going to go now into the different shaylis because there are different ways of making the simonim. And some of the simonim are made in a way that there's a suffix if it requires its own bracha rishona. Believe it or not, there are things that you eat in the middle of a meal that require its own bracha rishona, even if I washed. That means people think that if I washed, I, I don't have to make a bracha rishona on anything anymore because I washed. The answer is no. Only something is chaloshon chazal, malafas as a pas, goes together with bread. There are certain things of the simonim that not necessarily go together with bread. And therefore it's at least the suffix if a person requires a bracha. That that's why people have a minute, I'm not sure if you've ever seen this before, that they'll take a piece of banana, for example, or they'll take a piece of popcorn, which is vaday chayiv a bracha, take a piece of popcorn in the middle of a meal, of course you make a haddam on that. And they'll make a haddam on the piece of popcorn, and this all there'll be yikes of the simonim during the meal that could be a shayla of requiring its own bracha, rishayna, even after washing. 
So the general halach is, by the way, also by the yiratsan that we make, for example, the yiratsan you make after putting the bread in the honey, you'll make only after eating, after swallowing it. By the way, people should be makbistamazai, whenever you, uh, you know, make hamotzi and you eat, don't talk while the, the, the bread is in your mouth. You have to have to swallow it and then start talking in order for the bracha to be chal in that case. Now we know the famous minig, Mario brings it down, and that is the apple in the honey. It's a mafurish, a song, and we all like to makayim this. But there is a problem. What's the problem? The problem is we have halacha, everybody here knows, in some Ration Aleph, we talked about it last year in Tubishvat, we speak about it every year, a little bit now by Rosh Hashanah as well, called Kadima Sabrochas. There's halacha Kadima Sabrochas, that means that when I have things in front of me, there's a Kadima. There are certain things that there's a preference that I should make the brocha on, which means if I'm making a ha'etz, what should I make the ha'etz on? I have in front of me an apple, but I also have in front of me a Shiva Saminim, which we all have on the night of Rosh Hashanah, because if, for example, you're going to have dates there for sure, right, figs, there's a different shayla, because whether a person should check them, whether it's even shy to check them for the bugs, is a different shayla, but dates is one of the simonim, and therefore that's why a person has dates, that's Shiva Saminim. So I have apple in front of me, and I have the Shiva Saminim, so the general din is, we all know, Kedimus HaBrochas tells us, in Birchah Sam Shavas, the Gemara in Brochas Lemaisa, that if I have the same Brocha, Shiva Saminim always wins. So if I have our eights that I'm about to make, which I'm going to do on Rosh Hashanah, I'm going to make our eights, do I make it on the apple and dip it in the honey, which is what I want to do first. The kids want to get up on the chair, and they want to sing a song, and they want to talk about it, and then afterwards we'll do everything else. Or do I make it on Shiva Saminim, because that's really the halacha. So, Shemes album brings, and this is brought down, by the way, you can look this up, in the Machsa Mufurish, in the Hagdama to the Machsa Mufurish, see, he brings down that he asked from Shemes Alman, Obach the Shaila, and Shemes Alman said two, t- two, two things. Number one, he said, Kedimus HaBrochus means, I want to have both of them. The Shaila is which one I want to do, which, which I'll make a Brochus run. Zuk of Shemes Alman, if you want to have the apple first, because that's the say that how you do things, that's what the kids know, that's what they want to do, and then they're going to run off, and who knows if they're going to be there for the rest of the Simonim. So maybe there's a reason that I'm doing the apple first, then Shemes Alman said you could be Mekel, and make the Brochus on the apple, even though you've got Shiva Saminim. The other Eitzah, which is probably the most preferred one, but sometimes could be difficult, especially in Yeshiva when we're dealing with a lot of people, bringing things in the kitchen, out the kitchen, whatever. So again, technical reasons could stop this, but theoretically, another shot could be, we bring the Shiva Saminim in afterwards. In other words, don't have it on the table, Bishas the Brocha, make the eights on the apple, no Shiva Saminim on the table, then it's okay, even though you know it's going to come in for the kitchen. Now, of course, what you could simply do is make the eights on the Shiva Saminim, right? On the pomegranate, on the date, obviously they could do that, and then you're okay and do the apple and the honey afterwards. By the way, the apple and the honey is an interesting shayla. All of us know that we make our eights on the apple and the honey, but it's actually not so poshut, simply because there are those that say you should actually make a brocha on the honey and not on the apple, because the ikka while you're dipping the apple in the honey is really for the honey, it's for the sweetness. So maybe the ikka is the honey. But I'm going to be passing that the ikka is the apple, and therefore since the ikka is the apple, the toffel is the honey, we make a brocha on the ikka, koshi and therefore the maisa, we make a brocha, it's on the apple, and you don't have to worry about anything else. By the way, people ask, Two things. What is the point of all these simonim? And let's say I don't want to eat them. There are certain things on the table that, I, I don't like these things. Maybe he doesn't like fish. Maybe he doesn't want the head of the fish. Maybe he doesn't like dates. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want it. Doesn't, whatever it is, he doesn't want to have. Can I be yotza without it? So the Kafachayim brings down, the ikka is ready to see it. And you can even make the erotan according to that. Even if you're actually not eating it, the ikka is to see it. The Olim should know as well. The Mishra Brewer brings it down from the Heilige Shlach That he says that your person should know it's not just a stammer thing. You take it, you make a bracha, you make a eight, you make a yirasa, whatever it is, and, and, and go weiter. 
you, the Mishnah Brewer says the Chavetz Chaim, the Shemaisa, the Mishnah Brewer brings down yesterday's note site. The Mishnah Brewer brings down that a person is meant to be Maharu Tshuva at the times when he's saying the Yeratzan. It's a serious thing. It's a serious situation. A person was meant to be Maharu Tshuva, so he should take the when he Lamaisa, he does the Yeratzans over there. But again, according to the Kafa Chaim, Seeing it, you can be yaitza in that case over there. And you make it according to the Mishapura, according to the Matafraim, you make it with the shame Hashem over there. Now there's a big shaila in the Achronim if we eat simonim that are not mufurish in the Gemara, right? There's a lot of minhagim. Kitzur famously brings down the carrot that many have, the Roshan of Merin. There's many, many different ones. There's the, there's the head of the sheep or the ram. Again, that's not brought down in the Gemara, but it is brought down in the Tor. There's, for example, the Tor brings down to eat a on the night of Rosh Hashanah, it's a school of Re'iya, it's not brought down in Shulchan Tor brings it down, there's an Indian that the Tor, again this is a Tor, brings down that Rishon, that you can eat an Esrog, you should eat Esrogim, on the night of Rosh Hashanah, right, why, because Adam Rishon, the first Chet, the Chet Rishon was Pashtas, according to many, was the Esrog tree, and therefore we want to be Masakin over there, there are those that say we could do any Minhogim, any Simonim that you have, even if it's not Mufurish in the Gemara, then it's absolutely fine, again, the Yaivitz brings down, the Ikr is not what you're eating, the Ikr is what you're saying over there, and it's very, very important, like the Shlach Kodesh brings down, to make sure a person's Maharaj Shuvah, one last thing for today, and that is the avoidance of eating certain foods, for example, the Ramah brings down the minig that many people have is to careful not to eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah. Many different reasons. The Ramah brings down that egois is gematria chait, and therefore we want to have nothing to do with We want to distance ourselves as much as we can from any shaykh is the chait over there. There's the maril that says another reason, and that is because the saliva, the nuts sometimes can increase saliva during davening, which can cause a person not to concentrate during davening the way he should. Now, the nafkamina between these two reasons is very simple. If the reason is because of saliva, then it's only bishaf davening. After davening, during the suda, for example, so for sure on the second day, there should be no problem. But if the reason is because of ego, is because of nut, because of gachet, then a mela will be negaya for the entire uh, Rosh Hashanah in that case. Almonds, there are those that are makled to have almonds on Rosh Hashanah, even though a lot of hold that according to the second reason, the saliva still increases. It's a problem over there. Peanuts, according to most post-skim, are not included. By the way, uh, this is a common shiloh that I receive almost every year from a newly married guy that says, what do I do? Right? Or, for example, he'll tell me the next day that, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. My wife made a whole dessert Right, with all nuts and everything on it, I went crazy with us, and how could you do this? I am a shiga, there's a minion not, there's an Indian not to eat nuts and everything. So I, told, I said to him, hey, the whole zach is an Indian to remember not to hate. But remember, hate is also gematria hate. So if you do a hate on Rosh Hashanah, it's for sure gematria hate, and therefore a person has to be careful. So avad is minhogim, but avad is shalom bayis, and benodal mechaveroi, and being careful also is a very important thing for a person to remember. By the way, if it's cooked into things, and you can't even recognize it, for example, some of have almond flour or nut flour or nuts or no, whatever it's mixed into a cake it's for sure okay there's nothing to worry about there are different in hogim some people don't have pickles in vinegar some people don't have chrein or strong mustard everyone according to them in hogim about what should they avoid there's a shayla the Vilna Goyen, for example says not to eat grapes on Rosh Hashanah Senechanam the Kavachayim brings down the Vilna Goyen. he says the Vilna Goyen was talking about black grapes not green grapes right someone would say maybe even raisins there are many in hogim I'm not here to tell people what they should be knowing but everyone should know their minig the minig of having a round challah because again life is round and continues and continues 
continues. The whole world, Paimim Minhagim brings down, should recognize the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. Another reason for the round chalas. But let's remember, Rabbi, so we'll end with this, that the Shemanim are all Gavaldigazachim, but at the end of the day, the Ikka Simon that we're doing is how we act. Kavachayim and others bring down how careful a person has to be on the day of Rosh Hashanah, it's two days, for a person to be not makbid, if someone takes your seat, someone takes your machsa, someone, whatever it is, right, you think they're pointing to you to open up the Oren HaKodesh to Psicha, right, you go over there and you see that someone else is doing it, hey, chutzpah, I thought it was my turn, what about him, what about me? A person should try to be mavata, a person should try to not get angry, because all of these are the real simonim that can affect a person's whole year. A person should be so careful. The Biskorov was makbid on Rosh Hashanah to say to Hillim. He constantly said to him, and they said, Biskorov, maybe you want to learn something? Maybe learn a shikle biskarov. Learn a biskalomdus. That him. Come on, you know, so the kids, what are you doing? He said, no, no, no. Every moment of Rosh Hashanah is so precious. You know, when you're learning, sometimes you stop for a moment. Sometimes you get distracted. To him, you just keep going. He didn't want to waste one precious second of Rosh Hashanah. David, the Svarim should bring down that every moment of Rosh Hashanah is equal to many days during the year. And sometimes things happen to us during the year. We don't know why. We don't understand what's pshat. We don't understand it. All hay came from Rosh Hashanah. Simone Milsi, we Passing like a buyer, hovis your base, which means that the Maisa, we have to be very careful how we act, how we noig, and what we think about, and what we do on the day of Rosh Hashanah. We should be Zoycha Be'ez Hashem, Rosh Hashanah, Boilin, and Tova, to be Yoyt to the Simonim, and to Taka do all the right things that Be'ez Hashem, the Rabbin Shom, will give us.